Hey, good morning, and welcome to Freight Waves Live. I'm excited to be here and how different it is today compared to what we thought it would look like uh, just a couple of months ago. You know, when I was with you in the fall of 2019, we talked a lot about how we were creating the most efficient transportation network in North America through our digital freight platform called JBAT 360. And one of the concepts that I introduced really was the cycle of innovation and how we could think about that uh, at an individual level, but also at a company perspective. What does a cycle of innovation look for each one of us? And we walked through that very first section of disrupt. And we talked about in disruption, we are either going to be getting disrupted or we are going to disrupt. And that can happen at the same time. It doesn't necessarily have to happen uh, one or the other. But that was one of the focuses and one of the key uh, objectives as we started thinking about reimagining what would happen from a transportation perspective, particularly around digital freight matching. How do we create more efficiency? What can it look like? And really being able to connect shippers, carriers, and transportation providers, all three together, really enabling a more efficient way to do business. Then our second piece of the cycle of innovation we talked through was adapt. And that for me was more on a personal level. Uh, how do I adapt to the disruption that is happening to us, but also that we are disrupting ourselves? And that change that we go through from an adapt perspective, it really comes down to uh, how fast can I allow myself and our organization to get there? Because we're all doing that at a totally different speed. But once we can get the majority of our team there, we then move into the third part of our cycle of innovation, which is really accelerate. And when you think about what accelerate can do, we've been disrupted. We are disrupting. We've adapted to that both personally and professionally. And now we can take those two ideas and really move our company forward into acceleration. Now, when we came into 2020, that's exactly where our organization was. We had a national sales summit, and we rolled out our theme of Accelerate, our third phase of the cycle of innovation, how we were going to use the disruption that we had done to ourselves, but also what we were doing in the industry, how we had adapted, and how we were going to further accelerate on behalf of our customers, our carriers, and for the individuals that work here within our organization. But how that has changed and how that's changed during this time, because in acceleration, we can use those same themes to happen until that cycle of innovation just moves back to the original place, which is through disruption. That's exactly where we find ourselves today, is thinking about uh, this outside disruption that has really moved everyone made everyone think differently. And whether we were adapting at the right speed or not, that disruption was coming at us. It's made us really evaluate what our priorities are in our organization and very focused in on how do we help our people, our customers, the people we do business with, really move forward in an environment that is constantly changing, constantly being disrupted, how to really get through that cycle of innovation. And so we've really keyed in on two priorities as an organization. The first one is the health and well-being of our employees and the people that we interact with. And that's a focus for us, first and foremost, as a company. 
you know, in this environment, as we think about the adapting we're making to working from home, uh, we also are thinking about how do we adapt the way we do business, the way we do business internally with each other? How do we do business differently with our customers and certainly with the people that we do business with from a vendor perspective? And it's been interesting, the level of collaboration that's really occurred through the work-from-home environment, from our customers really helping us think through for drivers, how could they be really champions of delivering essential goods and helping support that from a driver perspective. We've been really impressed and excited about our customer connectivity from giving them, uh, you know, meals and places to overnight park they traditionally wouldn't. In coordination with a, a few customers, we really developed what we believe can help change, not just right now during COVID, but really long-term, the way our industry can be more efficient and really moving us to this next generation of digitization. And so being able to come to a customer facility, helping them see what is available from a bill of lading perspective, but transmitting that bill of lading directly there between the shipper or receiver and the driver, all without any human interaction. That was, has been a big innovation for us as an industry. But the second priority that I want to talk about today is how do we meet the promises that we've made to our customers during this time of disruption? And I think it, it comes down to a few things that we're thinking about in our organization. The first one is staying in that collaborative spirit, staying in an environment where who might have been a competitor for me in the past, maybe that's actually somebody I need to collaborate very closely with so that we can solve larger issues. So we can think about together how we solve for a particular problem, like I referred to earlier, like EBOL. How do we do that together? I think this entire environment is making us think differently. It's challenging us to think differently. And if you're wanting to meet the promises of your customers, you and I both have to think very differently about what that means for us in our future. You know, one of our greatest challenges that we really need to think about as an industry is how do we get to real-time visibility? We have really great companies, many of you that are here in the audience, that are trying to solve for that. We're trying to do the same thing through JBN360. But we as an industry have to come together. We have to connect. We have to understand what's happening with our shipments. Instead of holding back in only wanting to share what we have with only our customers, we have to think about a more collaborative process. We have to think about where can we share information like visibility that would further advance the supply chain. That will be a great challenge that we all could solve together. You know, when we think about meeting the promises of our customers, our customers' work has changed. They're constrained on what they've been doing in the past versus what they can do in the future, especially if our new norm is not so norm after all. So we've been talking to customers about how do we disrupt age-old processes that we've all done, like bill of ladings that have to be signed through paperwork, but also how about in the procurement process? Why do we continue to do bids in our industry the exact same way that we did bids when I was a pricing manager 
back in 1996. That has not transformed. It's not evolved. And it's because technology has not really been available to help us evolve. But you think about what's happening in the digital freight platforms and really the revolution that's coming is being able to access information in near real time for everyone. So you think about being an EDI transaction-based system that was written years ago. Now we are moving to an API direct connectivity so that I can call on information that I want as the end user, what I want, when I want, how I want to get that. One of the things that we've been doing is working very closely with TMS providers, and we have just launched our new initiative with Blue Yonder. In that scenario, we enable our customers to get real-time pricing all with a simple click of a button or as simple as letting the routing guide actually move through to each carrier and then taking advantage of thousands of pieces of capacity that are available at any one time, getting the right load on the right truck at the right time. Think about the old spot process that we do today. Many customers say, well, just respond quickly and you get a load. It's the fear of maybe not getting a load covered during a crisis or a last-minute shipment. That transparency of information flowing back and forth. Some 30% of shipments that are moving today are moving with a carrier that was not planned at a price that's not planned. What if we were able to take those two pieces and connect near real-time so that we actually could get the most efficient way to move those goods. See, I would tell you what's happening in the spot market is the dislocation of capacity is the real issue in the spot market, meaning we don't have real-time access to where the shipments are at and where the capacity is at so that we can overlay those two together and get the best capacity, price, and service. That's the change that we're making. Those are the changes we're thinking about, working very closely with our customers. When we think about access, it's one of the reasons that we've rolled out Shipper 360 as an important part of our platform, further helping our customers gain access to thousands of pieces of equipment, transparency to the right price and capacity, and ultimately helping them make the best decision for their organization, really giving them best value overall. So as we stand today, we're in pilot with two customers to really think through that procurement process. Let's do something different. Instead of having a routing guide that's 30 carriers deep and then hope and pray somebody picks up a load at the right time at the right price, let's go one, two, three deep. And then let's use the power of a marketplace, marketplace like JBN 360, to really gain access to nearly 700,000 trucks. That will change the way we do business. That will move us to a more efficient way to do business. There isn't a carrier that I've met that doesn't want to eliminate the old processes that we have. Making phone calls, negotiating prices, trying to find out if the load's actually going to be ready. All of that can be transformed. All that can be streamlined right with technology. And as we move into our new environment, whatever that is for us, we will start to think together how we meet the promises of our customers will largely come down to this. Are you willing to disrupt the way you've always done business 
so that you can adapt internally and externally with your customers to further accelerate yourselves in this new way of doing business. Thank you. Welcome back to FreightWaves Live at Home. A lot of people have been looking forward to this keynote with J.B. Hunt's own Shelly Simpson. She is the Chief Commercial Officer and President of Highway Safety. Following her keynote, we're going to have a live Q&A. We're going to head to Northwest Arkansas. Of course, we had a lot of amazing comments during that keynote. And joining us live now, we have a special treat. All the way from Lowell, Arkansas, is Shelly Simpson herself. Shelly, thank you for joining us via Skype today. Good morning. Thank you, Emily. It's a lot of people talking, of course. Uh, as I've heard before, people always say, when Shelly Simpson is talking, I listen. And you had a lot of great insight in your keynote. And I want to expand upon that a little bit further. You talked about the cycle of innovation. When exactly did that start within J.B. Hunt? You know, I think it started when Mr. Hunt started our organization. You know, he probably didn't call it cycle of innovation, um, but he was constantly thinking about where he could take the business, what we could do differently. Think about us moving into intermodal, first motor truckload carrier to really take shipments off the highway. And instead of competing with uh, railroads and truckers competing against each other, really changing what that looked like. Fast forward. Uh, to the last, I would say, five or six years, we really started thinking about what is innovation and how do we move through that if we already have an established part of our business. And uh, really, smartphones started the entire thought process around how do we disrupt the way business has moved over uh, the last several years, decades for us. And then how do we think about adapting? And that was such a personal level. When we were talking about JBM 360, Emily, it took us years internally to make that movement into ADAPT before we could finally take it to Accelerate. So it's something that we've fully embraced. It's the way we really approach uh, everything that we do from a company perspective. How do we disrupt, adapt, and accelerate to help us move forward? Yeah, and 360 will be on display in just a little bit. Um, we always have the saying, two heads are better than one, but you also could say the same thing, two companies are better than one. You really want to collaborate if you're going to innovate. Talk about, you, you touched on it a little bit in your keynote, but who do you really, who does J.B. Hunt want to collaborate with within this year, maybe the next few years down the line? Well, although we have really smart people, we also work with really smart people. And so not everything that we work on uh, solves for the most efficient transportation network in North America. We need people that are really great at doing that work to come alongside us so that we can both do that industry together. I think that's an important component. For us, we're interested in working with carriers. We're interested in working with 3PLs. Uh, you know, we have been in talks with 3PLs about um, how could we think about 360 empowering them. We don't think every 3PL will go away. We don't think that we'll be the only marketplace, but we do believe that we can create the most efficient transportation network in North America. And to do that, we have to be very open-minded as to how we use that. Think of open source, uh, if you will. We are talking to our customers about it. We're talking to other 3PLs. We're talking to anybody we believe has a skill set that is different than ours and of an expert that we are, how can we put the two together and make it? 
Yeah, I know Slack was a buzz when you talked about working with your competitors. And I know sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, we can't work with our competitors. But as you said, you're willing to talk to anybody. We're going to transition now. Um, of course, I saw you in Chicago last and I was hoping to see you in Atlanta, but the world is a much different place now with the coronavirus. How has uh, J.B. Hunt responded differently to say external factors being the coronavirus versus internal factors you deal with every day? You know, that's a great question. It's such a different environment for all of us. But I'll tell you, Emily, we're focused on uh, those two priorities here in the second quarter. I think if we focus on our people and making sure our people's safety and well-being uh, is first and foremost, that extends even beyond that because our people make sure that the people they work with clearly do that as well. And then really wanting to meet the promises of our customers. How can we think about what that means? As we're thinking about returning back to the office for the office employees that actually went home, we are completely um, thinking differently about what does the office look like. And so we have been spending time working on that. What will the office environment look like? I think it's too early to call what that will be for us, but certainly we are looking at ideas that we've not looked at historically. I mean, J.B. Hunt is a campus in itself. We were lucky enough to tour that a little bit ago. And the funny thing is our control room here, the TV guys actually base their control room off your data center. So you guys should be flattered. They, they got a little bit of inspiration. But talking about you don't really know what it's going to look like with post-COVID. What is the work from home situation right now? How many people are in the office? What is J.B. Hunt doing to keep everybody safe? So, Emily, we have a nearly 30,000 employees total. And if you think about the majority of our employees, they are our frontline essential workers. Drivers for us, that's the heartbeat of our organization. And so they're right there on the front line. We've been very focused on making sure they have the right amount of PPE. So that's all of our maintenance technicians, all of our drivers. And then we also have office um people that are there supporting both maintenance and drivers. And so we've been very focused in making sure across the country that we have the right level of PPE. And then for the remainder of people, particularly here at our corporate campus, and then some of our other offices that could work from home, uh, you know, we're just making sure we're staying connected inside uh, each one of those individuals and making sure that we are helping them understand the connectivity that they still have inside our organization and that we will get through this. This is a pandemic, but it is a disruption in itself that we really can adapt and accelerate as an organization. You mentioned your drivers there. Obviously, J.B. Hunt has thousands of people working for them, but the people on the front lines are the drivers. What message would you have for those essential workers going to work every day, making sure we get everything we need so we could stay calm and we could stay stocked with our shelves? What would you say to the drivers? You know, I would say they really are our American hero. Every time that you think about uh, a driver on the road, when you pass one, you should take notice of them going right beside you as you're traveling through your day today. They are on the front line every day, making sure that we in our own personal homes have exactly what we need. I would say a huge thank you um, for the work they're doing. Take pride in what they're doing for our country and that they are not just essential today, Emily, through this crisis. They are essential every single day that they're on the road. They really aren't the heartbeat of J.B. Hunt. They are the heartbeat of America. 
Yeah, great message there. What are We're going to kind of change um, the way we're talking. We've done a lot of COVID talk, but this industry is all about disruption. It's all about adapting, and that's what we've had to do in this environment right now. What collaboration formats do you believe are most advantageous for the industry right now? Well, I think anything that solves our broader issues. So I did uh, just have a call with a customer on electronic bill of lading. You think about what is that uh, problem that we're trying to solve. It's not just the old process, um, but uh, the safety and well-being of anyone that comes in contact at a customer shipping and receiving facility. With that customer, I talked to them about, hey, if there's if there are some carriers that we could talk with, so you could extend this to your entire uh, portfolio, we'd be more than willing to talk to carriers. We'd be more than willing to white label it. Um, you know, really anything that helps improve safety, well-being. I think when we want to collaborate, we do have to be very open-minded. One thing we talk about inside our organization is, you know, if we're trying to find the most efficient way to move goods, that always won't be J.B. Hunt. We have to look at it more broadly, understand what that looks like. And if we come at it from that perspective, we will continue to grow with our customers. And I would encourage anybody here listening to be thinking about it from that approach as well. Great advice there. I'll leave you on the last question. Anything exciting on the horizon for J.B. Hunt that you would like to talk about, share, or anything about optimism for, for the future? I know we all need a little bit of positivity right now in our climate. So what would you like to share, Shelley? Well, I would say this. It is a wonderful opportunity for us to really dig further into the relationships that matter most to us. That is obviously in our personal lives, but also in our professional lives. And I feel like that that connectivity will continue to help us move forward. You know, there are brighter days ahead. We are in a moment, but we can actually relish the moment and say, what are the really great things that can happen as a result of COVID-19. How can I come out so much stronger? You know, everyone wants to talk about what's not going well. What is going well is our connectivity to each other. It's probably the best we've ever had it with our customers, our employees. I feel like anybody here listening can do the exact same thing. That for me, just being in a connection, knowing that I have people going through the exact same thing that I am, but also being able to work and solve our problems together. We can do this as an industry. That was incredibly insightful. We thank you again, Shelly, for joining us from Lowell, Arkansas. That was Shelly Simpson. She joined us from Lowell, Arkansas. We do have exciting news coming up. I know everyone has been waiting for the release of Sonar 6.0. You just have to wait through the commercial break, and you will see what 6.0 is all about in just a bit. We'll see you soon.